0: Hello and welcome to the Moncast, a weekly podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam and I'm Stevie and this week
1: we're watching episode one and so it begins and Pokemon I Choose You.
0: So if we start with a brief introduction to ourselves. I'm Stevie. I'm 19. First series of Digimon I watched was Adventure, but I've seen pretty much all of them now up to Fusion. For Pokemon, I've seen like the odd film and like the first few episodes from the first series. So obviously, just for familiarity's sake, I prefer the Digimon anime. For the games, I've played quite a lot from both of them. I've played Digimon World, Digimon World 3, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth that came out really recently. I've put a good 80 hours into that. And I've played a few of the spin-offs like Rumble Arena 2 and All-Star Rumble. And Pokemon games. I've played Pokemon Pearl and I think it was White or White version 2. I can never remember because they had the Black Legendary on the White game and it was weird. And then I played Pokemon Y on the 3DS and I've started Pokemon Yellow on the Virtual Console. I've played a few of the spin-off titles as well. Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness and i played a shameful amount of Pokemon Shuffle. Like, it was a good two hundred and something hours before I finally gave it up because I just stopped playing and just like oh I've missed events now.
1: See, I've not played um I've not played Pokemon Shuffle. I think it was because I've had um, Puzzle and Dragons when that came out. So I already had my um little shuffle game to keep me satisfied. Ah well, <laughs> it was Puzzle and Dragon Z and it came with Mario as well. So I had all the um I played the Mario version of it. It's quite nice.
0: Such a rip off title though. It was like forty pounds for what was essentially a mobile game. Don't remind me. <laughs> At least I didn't spend money on Pokemon Shuffle. I just spent a lot of time that I could have spent doing other things on Pokemon Shuffle. But Puzzle and
1: Dragons didn't have the weird like health meter that went down. So you didn't have like a certain amount of moves you can do in a day and didn't have like premium currency and stuff.
0: Yeah, I did spend money on Pokemon p Cross or Pie Cross, how you pronounce it? Pie Cross? What the hell's Pie Cross? It's like a, it's a puzzle game, sort of like I don't know. Oh, Pie Cross. Pie Cross. I don't know how it's pronounced because it's supposed to be Japanese. I don't think it's called Pie Cross
1: though. I just thought you said Pie Crust, and I was like, <laughs> There's a baking game for Pokemon.
0: I wish. That'd be amazing.
1: Cooking with Pikachu. Well, we've got Detective Pikachu soon, haven't we?
0: Can we just have a series of games where you just do different things with Pikachu? That sounds wrong.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't insinuate anything. I just said that sounds kind of
0: bad. I just want Pikachu games. I like cooking Pikachu. Mama, but with Pikachu. Exactly, cooking Pikachu. Yeah. So it sounds bad. <laughs> it just sounds like I want to cook Pikachu. Well, they have to eat something in the Pokemon world. Do you think they eat Pokemon? Maybe. We, who knows? Maybe they'll let us know when we're watching. But yeah, Pokemon games are better than Digimon games in general. Like Digimon's been sort of iffy. like It's never been consistently good or nailed a formula like Pokemon has. Mm. And outside of video games, though, there's the trading card game, which I've played as well.
1: Okay, well, um, I'm Sam. I'm 26, so I'm fairly old in life. <laughs> I've watched every episode of every season of Digimon. And then I've watched maybe four seasons of Pokemon. Nowadays, I tend to sort of watch an episode if it has a Pokemon I like in it. Game wise, I started on Pokemon Red and then I've played every single one of the main games, games, main <laughs> games up to Omega. Yeah, I've played all the main games. Yeah, um, I haven't played many of the spin-off games. I played Mystery Dungeon and then I've played Art Academy because I like my art. Digimon-wise, I've played, I started on Digimon World 1, and then I've played all of the DS games, and then Heroes is when that came out on the fo- on my phone, and then I'm currently playing Lynx, even though that's not out. I have some of the Pokemon cards from when I was younger, somewhere, but uh, I never actually played the game very well. I just collected the cards, because that's what you did when you were 10, you collected all the cards. <laughs>
0: I've played the game with my cousin quite a lot because we used to go around on Saturdays and that would be what we always did. And It got quite competitive to the point where we were still playing when we were like 17, so (laughs) we didn't grow up very quickly. The first episode we watched this week was Pokemon I Choose You.
1: Ash, a 10-year-old boy from Pallet Town, dreams of becoming a Pokemon master. He oversleeps and then ends up running late to receive his first Pokemon from Professor Oak. Unfortunately, Oak has only one Pokemon left a troublesome Pikachu. The two set off on their big adventure with Pikachu loafing off and ignoring Ash's commands. Eventually Ash manages to anger a flock of Spearow and they attack him and Pikachu, causing them to flee. When they can't outrun them, Ash stands in between the Spearow and Pikachu, defending him from harm. Seeing this, Pikachu unleashes an almighty thunderbolt, defeating the Spearow but hurting himself in the process. As the sun starts to shine, Ash carries Pikachu off towards the nearest town to get help.
0: To open fields to steal food from stupid travelers. That means uh, I'm stupid? (laughs) Spearows, do you know who I am? I'm Ash from the town of Pallet. I'm destined to be the world's number one Pokemon master. (laughs) Okay, so what did you like about this episode? First and foremost, I loved Pikachu. He was just incredible he was entertaining he was funny his attitude was amazing and it it was just interesting to see how he managed to give back chat to ash even though he couldn't talk Mm. he was very animalistic but he still managed to get his point across and take the mic out of Ash as well.
1: I always like Pikachu. He's a lot chubbier in the first season than he is in the newer season. If you look at him in the newer season, he's lost a lot of weight.
0: Yeah, he's so much cuter.
1: What in the, in the first season?
0: Yeah, right now in his chubby form. Yeah, he's really adorable. He's more chibi. He's just cute. Name something you liked about the episode. I liked
1: the world building because it's set in a world that's similar to ours, but it's different enough for it to be a fantasy world. And I like how they introduce things like the basic concepts of Pokémon, such as trainer battles and the Voe style typing, because obviously Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, they mention the types in it for them. Catching Pokémon and wild Pokémon, all this is mentioned in the first episode. When I watched it though, I thought it was a bit silly because it was all like, oh, why are you explaining these simple, basic things? Of course we're going to understand what they're talking about but then thinking about it i was 10 when i watched it first so it would have been a lot harder for me to understand these concepts when i was 10 also it's the it's probably going to be the first time people have seen pokemon and it'll be the first time anybody knows about pokemon especially it being episode one of season one so they're going to explain all these things to you
0: yeah i agree that the world building was good what i liked about it wasn't the fact that it introduced Like, battle mechanics, things like that. I like more the fact that it showed us a bit of the environment and the natural surroundings that they have. Like, we got to see a bit of the town, we got some fields, we got some forest, and all those places had wild Pokémon or people there as well. So we really got a good sense that this world was alive and filled with people and Pokémon even things like
1: them just having a crowd when Ash comes out of Professor Oak's um, lab, it sort of, it gave you that sense of there are people in this town and they are doing things in this town. Like, they all came out to see Ash and also Gary to go and watch them on their leaving day.
0: Okay, so I I agree with you about the world building. It was nice. It was well done. It wasn't too in-your-face as well. Like, they didn't just straight out come out and say it. They sort of did it through TV programs or through sort of conversations with people. Mm. It wasn't just like someone came up to Ash and recited a rule book to him just like here here's how you pokemon
1: mm, and he also he learned things as well obviously like there's the bit where he traps Pidgey under his pajamas and it uses its crust attack you know that's the first time he ever sees a pokemon doing an attack and it's on him and it really brings home that there are these creatures that do these things they're not just it's not just a bird it's it's a bird pokemon so it has these attacks and abilities
0: that brings up the other thing that i liked about this episode which was the pokédex hmm it was really funny when it just chimed in with, like, a sort of a jab at Ash, but I also told you something new. So you actually learnt from it. Okay,
1: well, I've actually got a negative, like, that's one of the things I don't like about this episode. It's one of the things I don't like. Um, it's about, it's the whole, well, I'll talk about it after. I'll talk about it in, in Things We Don't Like. Well, I've run
0: out of things I like now. In my notes, anyway.
1: I've got two more things I like. and One of them, this is probably my favourite bit about the entire episode. It's the start. And it's the reference to the, to the Game Boy games, because in the Game Boy games, you turn it on and you start up and it starts off with a Gengar fighting Ganaderino. And to watch that be animated, and then to see it the jump, because in the opening in the game, when um, Nidovino jumps, it sort of fades to blank, and then comes up with the opening, like the the title screen. But obviously in the show, when he jumped, it full on sort of expanded into the middle of a train of battle. I thought that was really nice, and it definitely, definitely, definitely got into my nostalgia factor for me.
0: Yeah, I don't have the same nostalgia for that, because I've only played Pokemon Yellow out of the Game Boy games, and that doesn't have the same introduction. No, that's got that's a lot happier. It's got like happier music, and it's got Pikachu running at you. <laughs> it's still a nice opening. It's really adorable. Yeah, I can see why you'd have nostalgia for that bit, though. I also like the
1: little sneak peek of Misty we get as well. I like Misty a lot.
0: She's brilliant. Right from the off, we get a sort of we get a good first impression of what she's going to be like in the way that she. Treats Ash
1: Because like in the The Japanese version She actually slaps him But they cut it out In the version that we watched So you can see how Sort of stern she is But then in a beat She's also really caring about Pikachu because she can she can see him hurt. Well, I I assume Pikachu's a he because when I was younger I always assumed Pikachu was a he, so I'm always going to call Pikachu he instead of it because it sounds a bit degrading for me. Yeah. If people have seen Pikachu as female, then I, I'm sorry, but Pikachu for me is a male. Also the tail thing which was introduced later on, but they didn't know at the time, so it's it, Pikachu's a he. But obviously Misty sees Pikachu hurt and straight away tells Ash, you know, get him to a Pokemon Center. There's one nearby. Go and
0: heal him up. Yeah, she was quick to act as well. Mm. She has her priorities right. And then Ash steals her bike. Yeah. (laughs) She seemed a bit angry about that. Only a little bit.
1: Okay, so what was something that you didn't like about this episode?
0: Well, two of my dislikes are based around Ash. So... First, first of all, he seems pretty clueless and stupid. Someone that's been excited about Pokemon for a long time, it seems. Like, they even have these TV shows, and he has the local professor he can go to ask these questions, but apparently he knows pretty much nothing about what he's supposed to do now he's off on his journey. Why is he so clueless? It doesn't make sense.
1: I do think for a character, it's sort of, it doesn't make sense why he would know absolutely nothing about the world of Pokemon and the Pokemon that. Exist therein. But as a character who's taking us on a journey through the Pokemon world with him, obviously we don't know anything about the Pokemon world anyway. So for him to be that clueless explains a way for us to ask the same questions so he can say, Oh, who's that Pokemon? whilst at the same time we're saying, Who's that Pokemon?
0: Yeah, it's justifiable, but it's still logically stupid.
1: But this also links into one thing I don't like, which is why everyone seems to pick on Ash or just be a general dick towards him, because I get that he is supposed to be a bit of an idiot towards these things because he's new on this adventure. But so many times in the show, in this one episode, people seem to sort of be mean or rude to him for no reason. Gary, I can understand because it's his rival. So Gary's going to be sassy. Pikachu, I can understand because he's just met Pikachu and Pikachu has no respect for him whatsoever. Professor professor I can't quite understand so he's got the pokeballs that are empty in the machine when ash is picking a pokemon he knows they're all empty so instead of saying to ash okay all my pokemon have been taken because you were late but i have got this one pokemon you can use if you want it's a bit quirky but you might be able to work with it instead he just sort of stands there and lets ash pick these pokemon knowing that the pokeballs are empty and i feel that's a bit mean and then The Pokédex, I get it's an informative tool, but at the same time, it doesn't need to be sassy. Did Professor Oak program (laughs) sass into the Pokédex? I mean, cut Ash some slack, he's just started out on his adventure. You know, he doesn't need a small red rectangle making him feel bad.
0: I liked the Pokédex being slightly sarcastic, even if it didn't make sense.
1: It reminds me a little bit of um, GLaDOS from Portal.
0: A little bit. Yeah, I guess... The whole text-to-voice style of it is pretty similar. Mm. If it keeps being sassy throughout the series, that'll probably keep me entertained, because I find it funny. But yeah, the Pokédex, I find it's sort of flawed, because it's like, how do they already know that there's 151 Pokémon exactly? There's 150 or more. 150 or more. Then... If they already know that, then surely they've already encountered all these Pokémon and got this information already. Mm. Is there not a copy and paste function in the Pokémon universe? Can they not just take these things and put them together into one completed Pokédex already? You might be confusing
1: it with the game, because in the game, you go out and you find the information of all the Pokémon. In the show, the Pokédex is more of a reference guide, so you can point it at a Pokémon and go, what's that? And it says, oh, this is this Pokémon, this is what it does, this is his habitat, this is what it's weak to. So instead of it being that you go and you complete this Pokédex, you have, Ash has the completed
0: Pokédex. Ah, I, I didn't get that impression. It didn't make that clear to me. In this first episode. Oh, okay. I can see why I've made that mistake then. Because Ash saying that he wants to go out and catch all the Pokemon sort of automatically made me think, oh, he wants to complete the Pokedex by catching all the Pokemon. I guess that's not the case
1: it makes sense for the games because obviously it gives you that purpose aside from collecting all the badges and defeating the elite four it gives you that catch them all mentality where you're going to fill this pokedex and it gives you that reason to catch them all so that you can have a completed pokedex well then what's ash's reason he's gonna go out and be a pokemon master whatever that means and it's all very vague (laughs) about what a master is
0: yeah that's one of the other things i didn't like was ash's delusions of grandeur he's already claiming to be destined to be a pokemon master he's just dreaming big who decided this you don't just decide i am destined to be the best you either are going to be the best or you're not you don't just decide oh that's going to be me you can decide if he wants to be the best he's 10 years old he's got big dreams the the chosen one can't be the one that chose themselves it doesn't make sense
1: look at you pooping 10 year old dreams i'm sorry did you know you wanted to do at 10 no i don't know what i want to do now do you want to know a secret what even i don't know what i want to do now i'm 26 i have no
0: no idea what i'm doing
1: what about your overall thoughts
0: overall it it was a very good episode it was enjoyable to watch even if it had a few logic holes (laughs) i can't think of the right word but yeah it was it was fun to watch it was entertaining
1: I think it was, it was a good starting episode, it set up the world a little bit, gave us the main character, like sort of set up his quest and his, his mission and his goal, showed us a few basic mechanics of the world, these are Pokemon, they have moves, etc. And then it ended the episode with like a clear goal for him, now he's got to go and heal Pikachu.
0: It's a good introduction to the series. Yes. They got the first episode right, they kept us entertained while still managing to teach us the new things, mm. in ways that were entertaining and not boring. Speaking of which... <laughs> Wait, first of all, favourite thing from this episode? It's the Game Boy introduction, like I said, it's the
1: nostalgia factor, it's watching that little pixelated screen of a Gengar versus a Nidorino.
0: Oh, well, I liked the bit before that. I liked the theme song.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, the version like I watched didn't have the theme song, but I know the theme song off by heart.
0: Yeah, I, I particularly googled it so I could watch it again, because I know it's incredibly cheesy and pretty bad it's not that bad i i enjoy
1: it i do enjoy it
0: by musical standards it's not anything special it's the 90s but yeah the theme song has a special place in my heart i don't know why i've only seen like five episodes of the series but it's just a really good theme song i think it might be because of what it stands
1: for it stands for the entire franchise of pokemon and everything that entails and encompasses
0: i'm pretty certain most people that play pokemon don't strive to be the best i do oh yeah have have you ever been to like national championships or anything
1: i'm not going to dignify that with a yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i'll stop i'll stop now i could i could sing the whole thing and you could all suffer through it, but I'm going to spare you this one time. Give it a couple episodes,
1: so we get a few people listening, and then we can sing the theme song, and then lose them all in one fell swoop.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a good plan. Pikachu! The second
1: episode we're watching today
0: is, And So It Begins. Ty, Matt, Sora, Izzy, Mimi, TK, and Joe are hit by a meteor strike and a tidal wave, and then they wake up on an island with these strange talking creatures that call themselves Digimon. And they're called... Koromon, Sunomon, Yokomon, Motimon, Tanomon, Tokomon, and Bukemon. Except, there's a giant red beetle Digimon called Kawagomon that's angry at them for being on his lawn. So it chases them to a cliff where the friendly Digimon get bigger. So they become Agumon, Gabumon, Biomon, Tentomon, Palmon, Patamon, and Golemon. And they attack Kawagomon. And they lose! Then we're left with a cliffhanger as the cliff crumbles around them and they start falling. Koromon, Digivolt killed! To... Agumon! Yukamon, Digivolve to Beaman. Lugumon, Digivolve to Enkamon. Sunomon, Digivolve to Kabumon. Chokomon, Digivolve to Paman. Bukamon, Digivolve. To... Okay, let's get to the really short bit. What did you
1: like? Actually, I have some nice things about this. Well done. I, I, I should start off by saying I do like Digimon, and I do enjoy Digimon, but this episode's really bad. Really bad. So there's a lot of bad things, but I don't want anyone to think that I don't like
0: it. I do like the show. We both like Digimon. We just really dislike this episode.
1: Okay, so one thing I do like is the size of the cast. Obviously, it's a lot bigger than in Pokemon. There are seven kids and there are seven blob monsters but then the seven blob monsters become seven more blob monsters and there's also a kawagamon in there so there's a lot of variety and it's easier for someone to pick a favorite with pokemon obviously you've got ash and pikachu so you kind of have to like them with this there are completely different types of people so you know maybe you do like the hot-headed guy or you do like the girl who enjoys pink you know you, you do get that chance to sort of pick your favorite, which everybody does. Everybody has their favorite.
0: Yeah, like in this first episode, you're going to find someone that you like because there's a lot of characters in it already. A lot. If you didn't like Ash, then you're probably not going to like Pokemon. But at least with with this, the chances of not liking everyone is very low.
1: What's one thing that you like about the show then, Stevie?
0: Well, you took one of my one things. In in that we do get a good first impression of the kids. The other thing I did like was the designs of the Digimon that we saw. Especially the in-training Digimon. Mm. We're all really cute. Well, it could be seen as like... I'm not... Is it ugly cute? That is called. Or cute Ugly. Cugly, it's called kugli Kugly. yeah i hope you're not lying to me
1: i'm not lying it's called Cugly.
0: yeah that's what sort of, like pretty much all of them could probably kill you in one way or another but they're still really cute even if not they're not too varied but they are adorable tokomon could definitely kill you and sunomon just needs to run at you a bit quick and he'll kill you <laughs> koromon could probably strangle you with its ears
1: okay we're not doing this we're not we're not going through each and every Digimon and then finding how they can murder
0: you. Yokomon could could be a poisonous flower. We don't know. <laughs> Bukamon's seal. So it's probably got sharp teeth. Um, we've already got Tokomon with sharp teeth. that only really leaves Tanemon, who's a plant. So it's probably harmless.
1: And also Motimon.
0: Oh, and Motimon has like those little claws. but I don't know if those would be sharp enough to kill anyone. So, Multimon and Tanemon are the safest out of the bunch. Okay, okay, so you've just
1: listed how the Digimon are going to kill people. Thanks
0: for that. Yeah. Th- this is why the kids should be afraid. Like, this is when they are in the, like, the weakest level that we're probably going to see them at most of the time, and already they could kill people. At the end of the day, they are supposed to be monsters.
1: I also like the fact that it's set in a fantasy world. It's set in the digital world, or as they call it, Digi World, and it's governed by a complete different set of laws than the real world so they're like there's a hollow mechanical tree they can phase into there are sentient blob creatures that can talk and they instantly turn into bigger creatures that are designed to fight and it hasn't got a set of laws that it strictly follows so it gives that world so much potential for weirdness and crazy things to happen which i think sounds quite good i like weird (laughs) weird is always more fun like even in future episodes we see some of that, that weird infusion of technology and everything like that they have weird cards that open portals they've got phone booths and and trolley cars and fridges and stuff that are just sort of in this world for no reason even in the games they had a meat farm like the mm. digital world has this weird quality to it that doesn't quite follow any logic that we have in the real world.
0: Yeah, I mean, just in the way that they are transported to the digital world, like digivices fall from this weird black hole in the sky, land around them, and then a tsunami comes over them and they all fall in. That's hardly normal
1: mm. it's certainly a bizarre way to go into the wall. they could have maybe phased into izzy's laptop they could have like they did in the beginning of tron they could have maybe sort of pixelated and gone into the digital devices or something you know they had all these different ways but instead it was a space phenomenon followed by a sideways waterfall yeah it was not a conventional means of travel mm. is there anything else you enjoyed about this episode not really <laughs> oh
0: okay <laughs> Oh, wait, Patamon. Just because Patamon's my favourite Digimon. Okay.
1: Are you really grasping at straws to find something you like about this episode? Yes. It is a difficult one because there's this...
0: It's going to be very easy to tear it to shreds.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to start because this sort of blinks into it. There's not a lot of substance to the episode. It feels quite thin. If you take away all the introduction time that they have, basically, you see some kids, they fall into a waterfall meet some monsters and they fall off a cliff that's basically all that happens in this episode
0: yep my synopsis would be like half the length if i hadn't listed the name of every single character mm. or digimon that was in it but I, th- I thought it was necessary to sort of immediately put across the point that this episode is full of lots and lots and lots of introductions well they introduce the kids at the start or
1: Tiders, and then the digimon get introduced and then they get introduced to the kids, and then the Digimon Evolve, and then... Do we get an introduction for the Rookies? I
0: can't remember. Well, yeah, because we get seven Digivolutions. Oh, yeah, I suppose I suppose we get that.
1: That's another problem that I have with this episode, is the amount of stock footage they use. At the start, obviously, the kids are introduced, and as they are introduced, you'll have a little snapshot of them doing something, and then they show it again with their name underneath, which just sort of pads out the episode. There's a lot of padding in this episode. A lot. If you take out the padding, there's not a lot left to talk about, which is why it's so hard to find something I like about this episode when there's not a lot to it. It's just,
0: this episode is the same five minutes, four times over, because they, they have such a massive cast of characters and each of the characters has a partner. Trying to learn all these new names after this episode isn't going to be possible unless you watch it twice.
1: And it's not like it needs to be hammered into you. Because if you look at Pokemon,
0: we got introduced
1: to Pikachu, Pidgey, Gengar, Onyx, Reno, you know, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Spearow. <laughs> Nine of them that you get introduced to. and At no point do they introduce them more than once. You sort of get told about it. Maybe they get mentioned more than one time. But then it's not like they've had to sort of stop and introduce that Pokemon And then have a moment talking about that Pokemon.
0: Yeah, like, although we probably see a similar amount of Pokemon as we do Digimon, we don't get the names of each of them twice.
1: And there are some that we don't get names, like there's Odrio, the little nightmare bird. Gyarados and Magikarp, you don't see them. Well, no, you see them, but they're not explained. Sandshrew and Mankey. Mm. And then there's literally, at the end of an episode, at the end of the episode, there's a Pokemon that the Pokedex says there are some Pokemon we still haven't discovered yet. Yeah,
0: the legendary bird flies over
1: which is just brown because they didn't color it in okay is there anything else you don't like about this episode so now you've got a lot more than me because i've got stock footage is pretty much my issue because i'm not going to pretend like we don't know what happens in later episodes there's a lot of stock footage like when they did revolve that's used in pretty much every episode from now until halfway through the season there's always a Digivolution, it's always the same. Even though the Digimon and the name that flies around changes, it's still that same little snapshot of them spinning around in darkness and then changing
0: to the next form. Yeah, and that's not entertaining. Mm. I mean, I guess if you were 10 still, you might get a bit excited, like, oh, it's Digivolving! But we're not 10, so we're just like, oh, it's Digivolving. Yeah, also, whereas you said you quite liked the world building in Digimon, I didn't feel it was that good. Mm. At least the world didn't seem as alive as it did in pokemon no no definitely like we get the kids we get the partners and then we have one wild digimon that we see and that's quagamon who's basically there to chase them so they have to run around and to basically avoid getting any real plot in this first episode you could probably skip this actually this episode is pretty much a filler episode
1: Mm. one one issue i do have with it and it's sort of a matter of personal opinion but i i don't like how not a lot's explained like mechanic wise i'm quite into the mechanics of both shows so like type advantages and, and levels and stuff like that but i didn't realize how little was explained like they don't say that they're an in training form they don't say that they've gone to a rookie form they don't say kawagaman's a champion they did explain these sort of things and i thought they would try if they're going to sell the toys and they're going to sell the v pets and everything they're going to have to mention that there are these forms they're different stages
0: well to be fair they didn't have a pokédex like they did in Pokemon to sort of explain this to them. They would. You have the Digimon themselves. Yeah, but maybe the Digimon don't know this. Like they are essentially baby Digimon.
1: Mm.
0: I see. I see the point. They, they won't know these things themselves. Like, do you know what an adult is called when you are a toddler? Mum. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't know that the level is adult or teenager or adolescent or whatever you call it. You don't know age ranges of human beings. So I guess Digimon. Might not know what you call Digimon at different stages yet.
1: Okay, I can see that. Like, I, I take that as a good point.
0: It makes sense that the Digimon don't know what they're doing. In the same way, it makes sense that Ash doesn't know what he's doing, so that we have to learn as well.
1: Hmm. Do you have a favourite character or anything from this episode?
0: I still have more gripes with this yet.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna. I've I'm done with mine because I know you had a lot you want to talk about, so I only wrote two down. And you've already covered one of them, so I'm just gonna let you go on about it. Okay.
0: Well, because this is the dub and it has to be entertaining for quote-unquote dumb American children. They insert awful jokes all the time. every opportunity, there will be a bad pun or some joke that just isn't appropriate. Like, I don't know about you, but if I was falling to my death, I wouldn't make a stereotypical joke about myself like Mimi does when they're falling into the waterfall.
1: I should have gone to cheerleading camp. Yeah,
0: Mm. I'd be a bit busy screaming. I wouldn't be joking about going to cheerleading camp.
1: Mm.
0: It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Is this what kids do in conversation? Well, to be fair, that was was my high school years. Just making bad puns. But still. That's
1: certainly not realistic 10-year-old kids.
0: No. I think Matt was the worst for making puns when they were running away from kawagamon Or just generally complaining, just like, why why have we not got a helicopter?
1: I think out of all the all the kids, I think Joe's my favourite one because he reacts in a way that's understandable, especially when he meets Pokemon for the first time, just running away in sheer fear. Everybody else just seems to go, Oh, okay, this thing's talking to me. Okay, that's fine. It's not gonna eat me in my sleep.
0: Yeah, in the Pokemon universe, they are familiar with the creatures already, but in this they've been flung into this new strange world with these new strange creatures they know nothing about and they're just Running away from the giant one that's trying to kill them. Instead of actually learning anything new. They're just being chased. There isn't there isn't a plot in this episode. They just run away from the beetle.
1: It sounds like a TIE fighter from
0: Star Wars. <laughs>
1: that's all I can say about that. It, it sounds like a
0: TIE fighter. Quagamon's not really that intimidating. I mean, once it's swooped over you the third time that it's gotten close to you, you'd sort of think, it's not really going to kill them, is it? It's had many chances now, and it's just stopped at the last second every time
1: is there anything else you don't like about this episode
0: the theme song's not as good okay
1: i can agree with that mostly because it is repeating itself theme song matches the episode it's the same thing repeating itself again and again and again
0: that is true that is a very good comparison to make do you know what you could probably just watch the theme song and get enough information from that (laughs) you don't need to watch the rest of the episode because what they have in the background probably gives you the same information shall we move on now you seem a bit tired of it do you want do you want to hear my overall thoughts I was going to go on to favourite character before overall thoughts. Oh, well, my favourite character is Tokemon. Is it? It's adorable! I oh, it was going to be Patamon. No, it's got Tokemon because this is the one time it's there. Every other time it'll be Patamon. We don't get enough of Patamon, but we get the adorableness that is Tokemon.
1: It has the cutest voice. Okay, well, mine's Agumon because it's a dinosaur. And I'm a massive fan of dinosaurs. And he's the most dinosaur-like out of all of them, so he wins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my overall thoughts. That I will quote this from my notes. Bad, 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 bad. Okay, well I've got some slightly more constructive
1: criticism. It's a very thin episode, and by that I mean that very little happens. It's padded out with a lot of introductions and reused footage. And it sort of has a small story that they stretch over this 20-minute period and just throw in a few jokes just to keep it entertaining.
0: And that's probably why my criticism of it was so thin at the end as well. It's hard to criticise the same five minutes. There's not a lot to say about it other than that it's... Not very entertaining, very boring. Doesn't do an incredible job of introducing us to everyone.
1: As an introduction to the series, it's a bit weird because there is so little to go on. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen for the show. It does leave it quite a big cliffhanger. Obviously, they're in this new place and you've got these little creatures, but it doesn't say what their next objective is, apart from maybe not dying. Like with with Pokemon, there was a clear start. This is what's going to happen in these episodes. This is where he's going to go and do these things. Let's watch. In this, it's more they've ended up here now what like they haven't even made any decisions they haven't even said oh maybe we should escape or maybe we should find out where we are and find our way home none of that's been discussed in this episode
0: now it's time for mono a mono where we talk about similarities and differences in these episodes let's start with our monster of the week
1: what's that coming over the hill is it a monster
0: is it a monster
1: This week it was Pikachu, because Pikachu was the best. You have to explain why you can't say, because Pikachu is the best. Pikachu was really
0: funny, really entertaining. I loved his sort of teenager attitude. And the turnaround at the end was nice as well. It was heartwarming. Okay, well, my monster
1: of the week is Sparrow, because... By itself it's not so bad but in a large group they're pretty intimidating and they remind me a little bit of magpie season in Australia which is when it's mating season in Australia the male magpies tend to get quite territorial. I'll, I'll link to a video on YouTube about it but they attack cyclists, they attack people going by and you see people with spikes on their helmets. To defend themselves from it it's kind of awful watching them because they sort of fly past and sort of clip the back of your head and they just remind me of that when they're attacking pikachu and ash it's my favorite because it's not a kuagamon it's not going to kill them but it can hurt them pretty badly and it's a big enough threat for ash to sort of be out of his depth
0: okay so you think it it
1: did its job well it was a good first boss if not life-threatening but threatening it enough for it to be a concern
0: which episode do you think had the best storyline you can probably guess pokemon yeah because it had a storyline because it had more of a storyline
1: so little happens in Digimon there are kids etc etc but with Pokemon you know you have a day in his life you see him wake up late for the thing runs gets the pokemon
0: goes on his adventure starts has trouble blah blah yeah there's much more progression in Ash's journey than there is in the kids journeys in Digimon they don't get anywhere in Digimon they just get in trouble also a lot less time passes as well if you look they start
1: off in the camp they go outside they're pulled into this world they spend maybe two three minutes talking and and meeting back up then they fight the monster maybe an hour passes whilst in pokemon it's quite a long day so a lot more happens in the episode yep you agree with that yes i
0: agree pokemon had the much better storyline this episode don't want to fight the digimon do you really think i'm going to try and defend digimon at this point okay were there any similarities between the episodes and if so what were they They both introduced us to most of the main characters that we're going to see throughout the series. Mm. One of them did it better, but they did both try to introduce us to the people and to the worlds. They're also sort of the same age, and they all
1: seem to enjoy wearing gloves a lot. That's true. Ash has a hat as well. They like hats. Mm. One of the whole points of this podcast is to find the similarities and the differences that they have and there are a lot more differences than there are similarities at the moment
0: both of the episodes have kids in and cute adorable creatures
1: that's good enough which episode did you enjoy or prefer the most and why pokemon
0: of course because it was just a million times better a million times that's quite a statement okay maybe not a million times i may be exaggerating just a tiny bit but i found the characters more entertaining the scenery was more vibrant the world was more alive it was more polished yeah it polished is a good word for it Mm. it seemed like a lot more thought went into this first episode of pokemon Mm. definitely also i didn't have 22 new names to learn in one episode It wasn't rushed at all. 22 is a big number. Bearing in mind, we get a lot of those names repeated more than once as well. So we probably get introductions 60 times, maybe. (laughs) I could do the maths. You talk while I try
1: and do some maths. I preferred Pokemon as well, because there was a lot more. no, we've discussed it. I've said that it was (laughs) a more fleshed out episode. It was more, I said the word polish. That is true. You did say polished. I think it's 50 times that's a lot of introductions especially
0: for a 20 minute episode yeah we get the seven kids at the start then we get the seven kids again to the digimon we also get the seven digimon when they come out one by one we get kawagamon when he comes out we get the seven digimon again when they've all joined together then we get the seven digimon again as the digivolving followed by seven more digimon so that's like 35 or 36 digimon and 14 kids That we get introduced to. That's how many introductions we get. We get 50 introductions where they just say a name at one point.
1: Well, aren't you glad we don't have to watch that episode again?
0: Never again. I used to have nostalgia for this. I'm not going back to
1: watch it again. Join us again next week, where we'll be watching episode two. Pokemon Emergency and The Birth of Greymon. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook and Soundcloud. Just search for The Moncast.
0: And you can also email us on Gmail, gmail.com, all one word.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. second episode we're watching today is and so it begins from digimon i don't need to say the digimon because we've discussed pokemon already what else is it going? <laughs> yeah. fine fine yokai kind of watch is it